This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into All Sports Talk on this Monday. We're right in the midst of football playoffs in high school football. We're going to talk with Chris Eeks here in about five minutes about that, uh, get his insights on, on those kinds of things. Uh, T-AA quarterfinals, of course, will feature Riverdale and Oakland. I assume that will be the game of the week on WGNS Radio since uh, Middle Tennessee Christian fell on Friday night. So two teams left, and there will only be one team left. There will be one. There'll only be one after Riverdale and Oakland play. Should be a good one. Uh, Riverdale playing defensively very, very well. And Oakland, of course, has is, is kind of been the dominant team in this area for the last uh, few years. But we'll just have to see how that one works out. It should be a great ball game, and I'm sure they'll have a lot of fun uh, playing it and, and wish them both the best of luck. Uh, Chris Massaro will join me after the Blue Raider Insider Report at about 4, excuse me, 5.40. And we'll talk about uh, Middle Tennessee's football season to date, basketball season to come. I'm interested to see what the plans might be for the Charlotte game that was postponed. And, uh, of course, middle lost to Marshall. Marshall rated number 15 in the country. I guess that's the one thing that, as a middle fan, you just kind of regret that one of our really good seasons aren't right now because this, this year the, the uh, Power 5 teams are not playing the full schedule. So some teams like uh, Coastal Carolina, Marshall, uh, Liberty have jumped in there, and uh, but middle at two and six certainly not amongst that group. Lost to Marshall by a sizable margin, and then we'll play Troy, who uh, ruined the opening of, of our season here at home uh, about two months ago. So we'll we'll talk to Chris about that. And as I say, the basketball season coming up. I uh, went over on Monday, excuse me, Wednesday, and re re uh, picked my seats for the basketball season. Uh, all of everybody, for the most part, having to move to to make sure social distancing is in place. And I will compliment uh, the staff at Middle. I thought they did a terrific job making that an easy uh, possibility. I had pick I picked seats for the men's games and the women's games, and they're, they're in two different places because I sit with two different groups of people. So we'll talk about that a little bit, and, and just kind of curious as just to what the, the COVID effect has been for Middle Tennessee and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, as I say, Chris Eakes is going to join me here after this break. Chris from the uh, Tennessee Prep Weekly radio show that I work with him on, and uh, he's been around 20 years or so really delving into high school football a great deal. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll get Chris up here to talk high school football across the state of Tennessee and certainly right here in Rutherford County on All Sports Talk.
Hey fellas, I want to encourage you to take care of your health. It's easier than you think at Low T Center. They're reinventing the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. They offer a comprehensive health assessment so you know all the numbers important to your health. If you've been tired, grumpy, have lack of motivation and drive, or if you've noticed weight gain or loss of muscle mass, those could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center will help you determine the cause of your symptoms and will help you get back to feeling your best. It all starts with their quick and easy health assessment and it's covered by most health insurance. Low T Center's concierge medicine exclusively for men. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. Self-inject at-home treatments are just $135 a month for self-pay or covered by most health insurance. Schedule your health assessment now at LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Hello there, this is Lenny Farmer once again for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Moms and dads, I have something you need to know about your kids. They won't bring up the issue of funeral plans because they feel it will make you uncomfortable and consider it your business. Although they might hope you would take care of these sensitive issues on their behalf, they'll leave that up to you. So, what do you say? Can we talk? Call me at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the Law Offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. State Farm Prep Basketball is back on News Radio WGNS. Tuesday night, we have the Siegel Green Hill basketball game. Green Hill, the new high school over in Wilson County in the Mount Juliet area. So we'll begin on radio and streaming from 6 to 7. Then we have Rick Stocks to live on the radio between 7 and 8. So we'll have that high school game on the stream and then back to radio and streaming for the conclusion of Siegel Green Hill Tuesday night, 6 o'clock on WGNS. Again, Rick Stocks to Live will be on the air at 7 o'clock on Tuesday. Thursday night, it's primetime sports presented by Ideas Tees. Friday night, State Farm Prep Football. Pre-game at 6, kickoff at 7. It's Riverdale at Oakland. We'll have it for you. It's a quarterfinal game. The winner is in the semis. Saturday morning, it's the Prentice Alsop Heating and Air Coaches Corner. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. I'm going to tell my boy Jake over here working the board to pay attention to Chris. Uh, Chris Eeks is going to join me here in just a second. Uh, Chris got his humble beginnings in radio right here at WGNS Radio. How about that, Chris? You on the air? I am here. Yeah. How, are you, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, when we talked on uh, our tape of uh, Tennessee Prep Week- Weekly last night, you mentioned that you'd covered the Riverdale-Oakland game uh, a few times while working the radio here. To kind of go back in time with that. Yeah, it's, um, you know, when I started in uh, 1996, I think it was, um, my uh, my sophomore year of college. And, uh, uh, and uh, you know, we got to go around and cover a lot of ball games. And, and, and back in those days, obviously, 
uh, you know, it was Laverne, Smyrna, Riverdale, and Oakland. And so, uh, yeah, I got to cover a, a lot, all of those teams uh, throughout the year and, and, uh, and, and saw my fair share of, of the Oakland-Riverdale games. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, Coach Rankin back in those days uh, uh, had, a, had, a, had a pretty special group. But as it kind of got closer and, and earlier into the uh, – later in the 90s and, and earlier in the 2000s, that, that, that shifted a bit with, with Marty and some of the other guys that were there coaching at Oakland. So – and of course, all the the, the uh, other schools opened up. Uh, Gary went on to Alcoa, where he's got uh, his Hall of Fame career uh, done. And, and, and you know, how, who knows how many more he'll end up winning on the deal? But uh, uh, yeah, it's a, a lot of fun for the for for those that have been around this rivalry for for the last uh, quarter century or so. Chris, we talk a lot about every season being unique and, and exciting, and, and we always tend to say it's the best season we've ever had or the most dif- different season we've ever had. 2020 clearly can be said with that because COVID has brought a huge new dimension to that. And uh, just kind of discuss a little bit uh, your, your take on how Tennessee football has handled it and, and gotten through it uh, to the quarterfinals, at least, of the state tournament. Yeah, I think, you know, and, and this this breaking over the last 10 minutes or so, but uh, um, McMahon County this week was denied their bid against uh, the, uh, their COVID uh, game against Dobbins Bennett apparently didn't get back with the, the necessary information to the TWSAA and about 10, 15 minutes ago, uh, they determined that Dobbins Bennett's going to go on and play Maryville next week. And that's probably been the most controversial, sure. I would think, of all the of all the COVID games. But it's affected a lot of folks, and uh, it's affected a lot of good teams uh, in the playoffs from teams like Science Hill and, 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 and their first-round game and you know, teams like Fairview, who uh, you know was hoping to make a, a deep run in the playoffs in, in 3A and uh, it, it's, it's really popped up really across the board. I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's been, it's, it's in some ways, you know, it, it's obviously sad that these things happen and they've happened week in, week out. But at the same time, the fact that we're, you know, we're what, 13, 14 weeks in now, um, just to get to this point, even though we've had some of those COVID games, um, you know, I think, I think it's pretty impressive. And I think, you know, administrators and coaches and the CWSL itself deserves a lot of credit for what they've been able to get to. I think the biggest disappointment is, and, and you and I've talked about it pretty regularly, is uh, what we saw out of Memphis and uh, that complete just mess. And um, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, um, uh, those folks down there in the school board are tired of, tired of hearing from me on the radio. But uh, I've, I've certainly said my piece down there on our, our station down in, down in Memphis, and uh, that's that's probably the one that's that's the most sad of this whole deal. And we'll see if they let them play basketball. Yeah, well, as we looked at the brackets for the uh, first round. Region seven, in more cases than not, had a buy through there, and because region eight just was decimated, other than some private schools and just a few outside of Memphis. Yeah, you know, if you're within the um, the city school district, you're you're, you're you're you know you're done. If you're in the county school district, which are where some of those like Collierville and Bartlett, and, and uh, just to name a couple off the top of my head, um, you know, those guys got to play, and of course, private schools weren't, don't fall into that jurisdiction either. So. Uh, all of those got to got to play, and you know you've got one of them, MUS, and and really uh, ECS as well. I guess uh, you know fighting deep into to the playoffs uh, out of Memphis. So um, you know it, you're right. That's a little bit weird that the, the, you know these guys are having the opportunity to to play, and they're you know across the street from a school that's not. And, uh, uh, and you're right. It's it's been a big factor on the western side of the bracket, especially with with, with places that have heavy Memphis uh, uh, you know schools. 
Riverdale, Oakland, a huge game here in Rutherford County next door to us in Williamson County, Franklin, and Brentwood. And Chris, really across the state, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of battles that uh, kind of will rival those as far as the interest is concerned in their local area. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's nobody, for example, we'll just stay in 6A here. There's nobody that follows the team any, any harder or, or, you know, has, has a bigger stadium necessarily that Dodgers in it. And, of course, they're going to Maryville. Oakland and Riverdale, and it, 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 look, the fact of the matter is Riverdale's going to play better this game. Now they've got their quarterback back, Holcomb's back. Um, he's going to have to have a really big night for, for them to have a chance against Oakland. I've got Oakland. That's my number one team in, in the state, you know, regardless of classification. And that's a tall ask. I mean, it's, it's a really good, talented Oakland football team. Obviously, Coach Creasy coaches those guys up. and uh, You know, they, they run a system, and those guys uh, really fit into it. And I think if you look on the other side in Williamson County, Franklin, Brentwood, uh, you know, I think a lot of few people had independence and, 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 and Raven would play in next week, and it was the exact opposite. Look, Franklin played a very good football game. Their ability to throw the football is, is a difference maker for them. I think they lead, lead the state in passing yards. And so uh, that was it. I mean, at the end of the ball game, they were able to throw one in the corner of the end zone score and, and, and pull out a win over a Ravenwood team that they, no one thought they would beat. Uh, and then in Brentwood also come back in dramatic fashion, especially after Independence beat them a couple, three weeks ago uh, for, the, for, for that region race. Uh, but uh, both of these two teams are not the top two teams in that uh, that region coming out of uh, the regular season, and they're going to face off for a chance to go to the semifinals. Chris, uh, nine state champions were crowned last year in Cookville, and uh, all nine of those teams are still playing off schools or programs, we should say. And you've got an interesting philosophy as why you see those those kinds of teams continue to stay up on top. And you you think it's a lot more about coaching than maybe many of us would would think. Yeah, I think, it, 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 as we spoke about, in amateur athletics in particular, coaching is, is, is everything. And um, I'm not saying it isn't in the pros, but, but, but those guys are, are grown men. But, um, you know, in, in, in college it's very important. I think you could take a look at, uh, you know, uh, look at what happened to Will Muschamp, obviously, this sure. week. And so, um, but, but in high school it's, it's beyond important. And I think even when you go lower than that, Coaches have a tendency to win the championships when you go into, you know, ten-year-old uh, baseball, for example. It's it's the, it's the same thing. But in high school football, it really is everything. And and those guys have a system and a plan and know what they want to do. You know what Coach Creasy's going to run in, in the sense of what what types of plays he's going to run. You know what they're going to do at Maryville. You, you know that those those are uh, consistent things. You know what Ron Crawford's going to do at Brentwood. He's not going to come out and just. Uh, be a different guy, and, but they, they all build up these programs um, uh, in order to, to 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 you know facilitate these kids from junior high and all the way up so that they're used to that program and that style. And uh, and I think those typically seem to be, at least from my uh, my perception, the most uh, successful uh, teams that are out there. Chris, you went through uh, several coaches that Oakland have had in Riverdale as well. Uh, certainly, good programs attract really good coaches, and good coaches attract really good assistant coaches, which I think just kind of forms up what you're saying. Yeah, I think, you know, look, if, if you're an up-and-coming assistant a coach, um, you know, you're going to want to go and, and be with a successful coach or be with a program uh, like Kevin Creasy did when he went to Trousdale. It was a smart move. I mean, the Satterfields have, have, have built that thing for 50 years, and um, he went over there and learned, and, and, and you see the, the, the output of that and, what, and what's taking place. And so, yes, coaches, good coaches want to coach with other good coaches because it gives them an opportunity to learn something. And ultimately, one day when they become a head coach, be able to instill those things that they've learned uh, from the, the other good coaches that they've worked with. You mentioned Ron Crawford at Brentwood, assistant coach at Riverdale for many years. 
Absolutely. And, of course, uh, I covered his dad's teams at, at Laverne for, for, for years as well. And, uh, you know, not only did he coach at Riverdale, but his dad, I'm sure, uh, he, he learned quite a bit from. And, and he's taken all those pieces apart and, and developed them. And at Brentwood, uh, now in his second stint over there, I mean, you just look at, at what they've historically done year in, year out. And, uh, again, he's built one of the better 6A programs in the state. Chris, there's nine championships that are on the line heading forward. Uh, kind of go through classifications as many as you'd like is, is who you see uh, making their run to Cookville. Well, you know, we all talk about uh, Oakland and Maryville, and, and I think that's the most likely scenario in the semifinals. I think Maryville's playing better. I was a little bit uh, concerned about them. Um, you know, earlier in the year they just, you know, didn't play some of the teams as well as they had historically played them. The, the margins weren't the same, and I watched some of it, and they don't, you know, they lost a lot of talent from a year ago. So I think Oakland's a heavy favorite in the top part of that bracket. And I think the winner of Franklin Brentwood is, 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 is uh, a favorite going into the semifinals uh, with Williamson County between that uh, and Bart- Bart- Bartlett and Collierville. Excuse me. Um, I think that's that's pretty safe to say. 5-8, Tim, and you and I have talked about this all year. It's a complete pick Yeah. I mean, I can, I can literally see of the eight teams left, seven of them winning it. Uh, that's, how, that's how tough it is. Uh, and, and uh, you know, if I had to pick somebody, I'd pick uh, West, uh, Knox West, uh, probably on the, on, the, on the top half of the bracket. And the bottom half, of, you know, what Beach did to Hillsborough last week was amazing, 36 to nothing. I'd have a tough time uh, betting against Beach in 5A. Uh, on in 4A, you know, Elizabeth and Greenville play this week. Those are the two teams that have kind of owned 4A in recent years. Um, Elizabeth, and uh, I think, is and Coach Sean Whitten has done an amazing job looking for a repeat. Uh, you know, Tullahoma and Nolan, so it could be a great football game, but I think Tullahoma wins that. They've got the best team they've ever had. I like Elizabeth to know in the top half of the bracket, and then the bottom half of the bracket, I think any of those four teams can make it. Hardin County, Lexington, Haywood, or Ripley. Uh, all, all good football teams on that side. In 3A, it's Alcoa, and we'll just yeah. move on from there. In <laughs> uh, 2A, you know, it's Trenton until somebody uh, beats them, uh, Trenton Peabody, and, and, and they're, they're going for a 3 peak. Uh, I, I honestly, out there, you know, Meigs County, they're, they're back and they're good, but I don't know if they're as good as a year ago. And I think Trenton ends up winning 2A. In uh, 1A at South Pitt on, on, on the, the top half of the bracket. And uh, with Moore County's upset win over Huntington last week, um, I, you know, I think, I think it's a South Pitt and everybody else kind of deal. Uh, and, and Division C, uh, A, uh, Division Two, single A, excuse me, Davidson and uh, everybody else there. I'm excited about a potential Lipscomb Good Pasture rematch. Excuse me, Lipscomb CPA rematch in the state championship game of Division Two AA. Um, that that's going to be an absolute slobber knocker and a barn burn, and I look forward to, to seeing that. And uh, any of the four teams in Division Two AAA, let's go win. BA, Macaulay, NBA, MUS. Uh, I, I think any of those teams are capable of going out and winning the state championship. Chris, I appreciate your time today. As, as always, uh, good stuff. I know people are taking notes down. Now, remember, high school football is not on the betting lines, even though it's e- legal in Tennessee. So don't don't use Chris's inside information to make those bets. Right, Chris? <laughs> That's absolutely right. I appreciate you letting me come on and talk to everybody and, uh, and say hello to everybody in Murfreesboro. And hope everybody has a, has a great week. Thanks, Chris. Chris Eakes with the Tennessee Prep Weekly. Our guest in this first half, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Chip Walters will give us the Blue Raider Insider Report. And re- remember that... Chris Massaro, Athletic Director of Middle Tennessee, will be our guest in the second half of the show. Stay with us.
Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes. For Premier Six Theater, they're now open. Good afternoon. It's quite heavy, but it's moving 24 east, coming back in from Davidson County into Rutherford. Just stopping a lot here. Sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. 231's quite busy. Uh, headed back out towards Shelbyville. Hey, if you're looking to buy or sell a home, call Tony and Nikisha Tate, the Tate Team. That number is 554-9795. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. The only person who can change your life is you, but you need to know how. Listen to my show, the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Where the hype ends and the help begins. Listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show this Saturday, 11 to noon, on News Radio WGNS. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. Parks Auction. We handle everything. Whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home. Parks Auctions helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Chip Walters, as always, gives us our Blue Raider Insider Report. He'll talk, I'm sure, about the Marshall game of the past and the uh, Troy game coming up this weekend. Chip, go ahead. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's talk Blue Raider football. There were positives from Middle Tennessee's performance on Saturday on the road against number 16 Marshall, but a few costly mistakes proved to be the Blue Raiders' undoing. It was an emotional day for the Marshall community as Saturday marked the 50th anniversary of the tragic plane crash that took the lives of 75 people, most of them team members, coaches, and boosters. The Thundering Herd, who is now 7-0 overall, played on the emotions and capitalized on a few turnovers to hand Middle Tennessee a 42-14 loss. Middle's defense looked up 
to the task of taking down the first-ranked opponent in program history early on Saturday. A few turnovers just could not be overcome, however. The Blue Raiders limited Marshall to punts on its first two drives, but the second one was misplayed and recovered by the thundering herd at the seven-yard line. After a touchdown, thanks to the short field, Middle Tennessee forced Marshall into two more punts and a turnover on downs over the herd's next three possessions. That gave the Blue Raiders an opportunity to draw even on the scoreboard early in the second quarter when redshirt junior quarterback Asher O'Hara hit Jaron Pierce on a four-yard touchdown. Marshall pulled ahead with a touchdown with just over three minutes left in the second quarter, and Middle was set up for a chance to tie things up heading into the half, but the Blue Raiders marched into Thundering Herd territory and were threatening to score, but O'Hara was sacked, the ball knocked loose, Marshall recovered at its own 45 with a minute 32 left in the half and got into the end zone just a few plays later, going up 21-7, heading into the halftime locker room. Marshall scored first in the second half to go up 28-7. The Blue Raiders cut it to 28-14 a couple of possessions later, and Marshall immediately answered that score to go up 35-14 and eventually 42-14, which was the final. From Conference USA today, Grant Wells, the quarterback for Marshall, has been named the Conference USA Offensive Player of the Week for the second straight week and for the third time this season. Also, Marshall redshirt senior punter Robert Lefevre, who placed four of his five punts inside the 20-yard line and also handled kickoff duties in the win over the Blue Raiders, was named the Conference USA Special Teams Player of the Week. Around the league, Florida Atlantic defeated FIU 38-19 in the Shula Bowl. Charlotte hosting Gardner-Webb was postponed. North Texas and UAB was canceled. UTEP and UTSA, it was UTSA 52-21 the final. Southern Miss lost at Western Kentucky 10-7. And Rice at Louisiana Tech was postponed. Looking at the uh, standings now in Conference USA in the West, UAB still 2-1, Louisiana Tech 3-2, UTSA 3-2 right at the top. Marshall, top three. Marshall in the Eastern Division 4-0, FAU 4-1, Charlotte is 2-1. Turning to basketball, Blue Raider Nation has lost one of its all-time greats as former player Robert Cat-Eye Taylor passed away last week at the age of 49. We told you about this last week, but have a little more information for you. Taylor played basketball for the Blue Raiders from 1989 to 93 and put up numbers that were uh, unmatched by anyone in Middle Tennessee history at that time. A prolific scorer in the blue and white, Taylor became the 21st member of the 1,000-point club during his junior season and went on to surpass Kerry Hammond Sr. to become the Blue Raiders' all-time leading scorer in his final game in Murphy Center on February 8, 1993. Taylor's career mark of 1,622 points stood as the program record up until 2010 and still remains the third highest career total in Middle Tennessee basketball history. Details on funeral arrangements are listed on GoBlueRaiders.com. All right, that's it for this Monday. We'll have another update for you coming tomorrow thank you chip uh cat eye taylor it's fun to watch for sure and, and a great get for middle tennessee as a matter of fact they had a good recruit recruiting class there and uh look forward to to seeing uh others play in his in his likeness along the way so uh well uh, again condolences to that family uh, the raiders clearly have lost one of the good ones for sure all right we're going to go ahead and take our break 
When we come back, we'll get Chris Massaro, athletic director at Middleton C on the line. We'll be there, he'll be with us on All Sports Talk. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. A couple things I want to mention before we get into Chris Pissarro. Uh, one, uh, the Marshall, I did not realize until Saturday that that was the 50th anniversary of, of the, their crash coming out of uh, Greenville, uh, South Carolina, uh, from that game. And, and what a tragedy, of course. Really good movie. Uh, we Are Marshall came out of that. Uh, Middle, probably the only school that has a real association with both of those, both of the real tragedies we've seen in the air. Because a few years later, Evansville, on their way to play Middleton in men's basketball, had their crash and, and lost a team. And, and so Middle's been involved to some degree by being there with Marshall on Saturday. And I'm sure that had to be great emotional. And so, someone told me, and I, this is kind of, I, I didn't fact check it, I probably should have, but uh, told me that. That on that day they uh, gave uh, diplomas to the parents or whoever loved ones that were there for all the kids that uh, were on that plane uh, in remembrance of them. And I thought that was really a, a, a nice act for them to do. Uh, going back to Chris Eakes just a minute, not everybody's, many of you are probably not familiar with what he's talking about with Kingport, Dobbins, Bennett, and McMahon uh, on Friday night. Uh, both teams were preparing to play the game. And the officials came in and said McMahon had uh, tested, had a player that was tested for positive, positive uh, for COVID, and uh, health department from McMahon was not uh, the health department from uh, KDB was not going to allow them to play. They didn't play, and uh, McMahon uh, felt like that uh, they should have been allowed allowed to play and and were not. And it was just today that uh, TWSWA made their ruling, and I'm I'm satisfied. However, that went. That it was not going to be a lot of fun. Um, I just Googled it, and this is from the Metro News, Voice of West Virginia. And students, this was from November 12th, so two days before the game on Thursday. Students in the Marshall plane crash to be honored with post-humus degrees? Posthumous. Posthumous degrees. So um, there's that. So you were right that they did give their parents some sort of degree from the university and also chip noted this in the beginning of the broadcast before kickoff some of the ecu players on that 1970 ecu team 
were there in uh, Huntington on Saturday. Well, I, you know, we talk about life being bigger than sports, and it certainly is. And you look at a situation like that, uh, there's not much you can do to bring those people back. There's nothing you can do. But you can certainly honor their memory, which is what they did, and, and uh, applaud Marshall for what they did, and, and I'm sure and more. And, uh, hopefully it uh, touched the, the fans that were there for that occasion. And I think it's pretty neat that the ECU even decided that uh, it's important for some of their people to be around for that event uh, coming along. Uh, we'll get Chris Massaro on the line here in just a bit. As we get ready for basketball season, uh, Middle Tennessee's uh, men and women's teams will hopefully begin play on November the 25th. And when I say hopefully, the one thing we know for sure is nothing's for sure in this COVID era with athletics. Middle Tennessee will open its uh, women's season at home with University of Louisville on uh, the 25th. And that University of Louisville has, has built a men's program that uh, has been highly rated for the last 40, 50 years. The women's program over the last 10, 15 has been just as good as anybody's in the country. And uh, that should be a terrific night, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing our team play because uh, Rick, Miss, Rick Hensel has got a talented group of kids, and he's a talented coaching, a talented coaching staff. Should be a lot of fun, and I look forward to that as well. Christmas hour, I believe, is with us. Chris, Chris, you with me? Yeah, I am. Hey, yeah, Jeff, I was just talking. I was just, yeah, I'm doing fine. I was just talking about how excited I am to see Middle Tennessee's women in U- University of Louisville play the opening yeah, game of the season. Yeah, that, that's a great game to open with that's for darn sure so we're excited about that uh so so it's hard to believe that basketball season's right here amongst us a week from wednesday well i can't, can't do anything without talking about the COVID effect and and uh, gosh there's no season like 2020 for sure the the schedule's been moved around and changed and uh, kind of caused a, a situation with playing troy this saturday we already played them once. That happens very rarely that you play the same team twice in the same year, at least scheduled-wise. Uh, and, and I'm sure fan-wise and and, uh, and AD-wise, it's really been tough. Yeah, it has been. I, I mean, uh, I just want to appreciate all our fans being so patient, you know, and coming to the game, supporting us, even though they're not sitting in their regular seats and, and having to social distance and all the things that we have to do to be able to play games, but our fans and our, our players have done a really good job, Tim, because we haven't had a COVID outbreak, knock on wood, that, that's really derailed us from games. And so we're hoping we can do the same with basketball as well. From a coaching standpoint, everybody's had a tough hit. The teams that are winning well, the teams that are not winning so well. And of course, Middles had a, a tough year at 2-6. and six. I had some terrific chances to, to, uh, to hang in the game with Marshall, and you never know what happens if you hang long enough. A couple of big mistakes really changed that game. Yeah, they did. I, I mean, obviously you can't turn it over. We turn it over on the five-yard line on a punt, and then uh, you know, kind of square the game, and then we're just down seven and driving before the end of the half and fumble, you know, on a nice drive, and then coming out of the locker room at halftime, I put together a really nice drive and fumble on the eight-yard line. And so, uh, when you're playing the 16th-ranked team in the country. You just can't make those kind of mistakes, and uh, we did, and we paid a price for it, but I thought really snap for snap, uh, you know, when you add them all up, and uh, and that's not a way to keep score, but that was one of our better games. So if we can play like that and kind of eliminate the turnovers, then I think we can get good results our last three or four games. 
Chris, we talked about the schedule being disrupted. Uh, what happens to games like Virginia Tech, who is supposed to visit Murfreesboro, and of course that didn't happen, the game with Duke and, and all, so forth moving forward? How does that work? Yeah, we really haven't had those conversations yet, Tim, so I don't know, to be honest with you. Uh, we've not communicated with Duke or Virginia Tech, and, and likewise with us, I think everybody's just got their plate full so much trying to get through their own seasons that, that we haven't really looked too far ahead of Virginia Tech. In particular, that was a home game we lost, and it's a critical home game for us. And kind of looking at their future schedules, I don't think they can play until, can't, can't come to Murfreesboro until like 2032. Whoa! So we've got to figure out kind of what we can do and uh, on that, and you know, any kind of financial arrangements we can make would be probably beneficial, because that's a long time to return a game. Chris, one game that uh, was played that uh, happened uh, very late in the in the process was San Antonio. I I, I found out in the post game show, leaving the stadium that night, that the uh, middle was going to play Friday night at San Antonio. How does how does something like that get together so quickly? Yeah, and it was like I got a, basically I was notified like on Friday night actually the San Antonio AD called me the, the uh, on the Friday night before we played and uh, and said that Memphis won't be able to make it this week and so that they're losing their game a week from that Friday night and so could we take their place I said well let me you know we got to figure out some finances of it first and whether we can even get an airplane and all, all those kind of things and, and whether Dr. McPhee would approve it whether Stock wants to do it so we had to jump through a couple hoops that night uh, just to make sure we could do it and, and sure enough we got the the green lights and so we made it happen we we actually did it that friday night it took us a couple hours to get the game together and then uh, they didn't want to announce anything to their team on that saturday so we both agreed we'd wait till after the games that we played on saturday that we'd announce it to the public then so it was a it was kind of a wild night trying to get all that together we share with our listeners uh, i'm sorry we share with our listeners here uh that when they're talking about Friday night high school football games or a middle school game on Tuesday night, you might want to check before you leave the house, especially if you're going very far, to make sure that yeah, game's going to be played because there's been teams being pulled off the field. We found that happen in Kingsport this past Friday night. Yeah, and what, we're, what we've done too, Tim, is that when we lost our Charlotte game, we lost that on Friday morning. I got a call yeah. from, from their AD and said that they couldn't make it. and So I was like looking around and I, I saw that Western Kentucky was going to Florida Atlantic that weekend, and so I was a little worried about the hurricane, whether they could get in and out, and so we had a contingency. If they couldn't get in, then Western would play here, and wow. so so that's what we've got, and this week, just because Troy wasn't able to play last week, and, and Florida International's been real iffy, and that's who Western Kentucky plays FIU, and so if we can't make these games happen, we've got a kind of a side agreement that We'll call each other first as a replacement game and and try to try to get that. So it could be done, you know, 12 hours prior to game time. But I think it's important for our kids to play games. The Charlotte game will it is it likely to be played that uh, second weekend in December? What yeah, do you think? yeah, it'll be played. I, I think we'll probably probably have to can announce that pretty soon. But it'll be on December 12th at at noon. High noon. That's what we're looking at. Well, High noon. That time of year, it's good to be out in the middle of the day. Yeah. Whatever sunshine there is, yeah. we might get it. 
That's right. Hopefully we get one of those nice December days. Chris, I know financially it's, it's been tough for schools. We hear that documented a lot uh, and, and teams dropping programs and so forth. What's the philosophy of Middleton Tennessee has been able to come up with and financially how you've been able to make it? Yeah, well, this summer we basically instituted uh, 12% budget cuts, you know, in all of our program. And so that, that's a pretty deep budget cut. Yeah. And uh, an example of which is like normally we fly to Marshall and, and last Saturday or Friday and Saturday we bust, and, and so so really looking at travel and the way we operate, uh, I think that playing games on Friday and Saturday night and when we get into conference basketball play that'll save us a night at a hotel at a lot of places. Uh, so just looking everywhere we can find it to, to shave the expenses because what's so hard about this is our revenues get capped. Yeah, you know we haven't been able to sell tickets you know, like we'd want to. Uh, our, our our Virginia Tech game was probably going to be a sellout. You know, we can only put 1700 per game in the Murphy Center. We've got Kermit Davis and Ole Miss coming here, you know, which that thing would have been 10000 plus, uh, maybe even sold out, you know, at the return of Kermit coming back. So it's really – it's hit us in a year where we had some real signature games at home that, that we've had to limit ourselves. So – so we've seen about $400,000 worth of COVID testing right now, mm. you know, and, and, and so our expense lines are going up and our, uh, our revenues are flat or, or capped. So that's making it a really tough budget year. Basketball-wise, you mentioned the conference schedule being a Friday-Saturday night thing and you're going to play the same team uh, two nights in a row, cutting travel down in half as well. Kind of go through that a little bit and how that came about. Yeah, and I think the financial piece of that sort of the side benefit of it, that what the real concern is, is you get somewhere, can you get your games in? And that's kind of what our overriding philosophy, what, what gives us the best chance as a conference to get as many games in as we can. And so we really started looking at that Friday-Saturday deal. And if you're on the road and you play Thursday, normally it's Thursday-Saturday right. rotation, and so – Let's say a kid gets sick on the road, and then you're going to uh, – or if you lose those games, then you got to reschedule two different opponents. Uh, so wouldn't it make more sense just to play the same team twice? You know, it's a little unconventional, but normally, like on a road trip, we go to Charlotte first and then on to Old Dominion. And now we just go to Charlotte and play Charlotte twice. So if we lose those games – it's a lot easier to make up when you're you're only dealing with one school, so that was part of the philosophy. And then you, if you limit your time on the road and hotels and restaurants or, or whatever else might be occurring when you're on the road, that your chances of getting COVID are, are a lot less. So, so uh, it was a really a combination of a lot of things. It just seemed very prudent to to, to narrow those windows, and it's all about kind of risk management and how we can reduce our risk for for getting COVID and having it go through our team. Chris, I mentioned before you came on the air how appreciative I was of, of the way it was handled to go over and get to seat movement for my basketball tickets. thought that was handled very well, and, and I appreciate that so much. Uh, what Moving forward, uh, how optimistic are you that basketball season is going to be able to get through to looks like Indianapolis for everybody? <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's the hardest question to ask. You know, when you're sure. right on the eve of the season, because 
uh, you know, we, we didn't think maybe we could do football. And, you know, if you'd asked me in August or, or late July, and sure enough, man, we've already got eight games in, and I, I'm proud of that. And uh, so I think if we kind of mind our P's and Q's and we do everything we can to, to, to educate our student-athletes, and, and they've done a great job of sacrificing a lot of their social life uh, for these opportunities to play these games. If we do those kind of things, we, we do reduce our chances of getting it. Now, we could do everything right, and, and it's still you lose games and maybe not to complete the season and and uh, all those kind of things. So I'm optimistic, but I'm also a realist when I look at it. And, uh, you know, fans and everybody can help by doing their thing, wearing the mask, washing their hands, keeping social distance because – we're really dependent on our entire community to do the right thing. So, uh, you know, so we don't get it. Uh, so a kid doesn't get it going to Walmart or, or, or going, going to town and, and those kind of things. So um, we can kind of control their environment in the Murphy Center. But once they, once they leave our premise and go out into town, we're really dependent on our whole community. And thus far, we've been good. We haven't had those kind of issues at the university level and in down into our athletic department so knock on wood tim i, I remain optimistic and we've got coaches that do a good job with it and, and uh, we're going to give it uh, we're going to give it our best chance and, and try as hard as we can to get as many games in as we can chris we're about to finish this thing up uh let's just finish this way nick mcdevitt and rick Ansel both feel like they've got really good ball clubs and uh boy it'd be a shame to have they go down the drain yeah, and I, and I want to be clear here, too, that uh, as soon as I stopped talking, I thought, you know, and the overriding premise, and I think people that know me know know this, too, is that we want to get as many games in as safely as possible. Right. We don't want to put right. anybody at undue risk and those kind of things. And so we'll make the appropriate decision if we have to. But you're right. I, I mean, we're optimistic about both programs. I can't wait to watch them in action. So they've both done a, had a great off season, and, and I'm looking forward to for basketball. Chris, my daddy used to tell me, what don't kill you make you stronger. You're going to be one of the strongest people (laughs) in the world after this thing, right? I think we all are. We all come through it. So so it's not unique. I appreciate it. One one person. Thanks, Tim. And thanks thanks to all your listeners. And thanks to you for for being so understanding with all the adjustments we've had to make. All right, Chris. Appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a busy man. We'll see you at the ball game. All right, take care. Chris Massaro, Athletic Director at Middle Tennessee, our guest on All Sports Talk. We're going to take our last break. We'll come back and wrap things up after this. An exclusive look at Rutherford County weather from our own meteorologist. WGNS Weather Eye Forecast is on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. 
Good afternoon. It's quite heavy, but it's moving 24 east, coming back in from Davidson County into Rutherford. Just stop and go out here. Sections of Middle Tennessee. Bubble Bar 231 is quite busy. Uh, headed back out towards Shelbyville. Hey, if you're looking to buy or sell a home, call Tony and Nikisha Tate, the Tate team. That number is 554-9795. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time travel. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. Sir Pizza strives for excellence in everything that they do and can't wait to see the smile on your face. Dine-in, delivery, and carry-out on East Main, Memorial, and South Church. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. This portion of All Sports Talk brought to you by First Bank. Banks across the state of Tennessee, good folks at First Bank. Small town service, big time delivery. First Bank commend you to their, your attention when you get your banking needs. Of course, Riverdale, Oakland. Always a big game. It's not unusual to see the two teams play twice, and but they'll never play in the state championship, at least uh, anytime soon. Next year's regions have been announced, and it is a little different. Uh, Sturge Creek moves into the uh, region District 7 with uh, re, uh, Region 4, I should say, along with Oakland, Riverdale, Blackman, Sturge Creek. No, not Sturge Creek. Uh, Rockvale and Siegel. Siegel. There you go. Six teams, and that's all. Warren County are gone. Cook, Clarksville's gone. Uh, Cookville's gone, I should say. Coffee County's gone out of the region. Uh, Smyrna and Laverne remain in the uh, west side. They'll, Smyrna or Laverne could play Oakland or Riverdale in the state championship because the middle of the state, which is where we are, is where the dividing line is to move to east and west as far as brackets are concerned. So uh, Stewart's Creek moves this way. And uh, they moved three teams out, six teams in the football region for next year. Basketball is going to look a little, a little different as well. They've gone to four districts, four classifications, I should say, in, in uh, Division One. So the, the, those districts will change a good bit as well. So you might want to take a look at that. Uh, TWSWASports.com is a good place to do that as well. Uh, as far as Riverdale-Oakland game is concerned, Riverdale defensively has really turned up the heat. Will Kreisky's got his program headed in a good direction. Kevin Creasy, of course, as Chris mentioned, Chris Eeks, I should say, mentioned uh, up front that there's many people that have Oakland as the best team in the state, bar none. Uh, I'm sure uh, Maryville may have something to say about that. Riverdale's going to have something to say about that. Should be a great game. As far as tickets are concerned, it's going to be a tough one, I would think. Um, most of you have understood now that uh, online uh, ticketing is the way that uh, most of that's going to be done, if not all. So you might want to check on that to make sure that you can get in because uh, I would be surprised if they have any tickets available at the gate on that night. So you want to get those things early to find out from Oakland High School how that can be done if you're interested in going to the football game. It should be a good weekend as far as weather is concerned, and I appreciate that for sure. And it's on the turf at Oakland, so uh, I'm sure weather conditions and field conditions should be great. I hope they have a great football game, and Lord knows I'd love to see both teams win. I've coached at Oakland. Riverdale in, in my past, and I was administrator at Oakland in my past, so I've got ties to both. Both my kids graduated from Riverdale. Most people would be surprised they did that while I was assistant principal at Oakland High School. So we had some uh, some fun times on Friday nights when Riverdale and Oakland played back in those days. Uh, good times, to be sure. Hope we'll keep it that way. All right, that's going to wrap things up on All Sports Talk. R- remember, Rick Stock's still live tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. High school basketball will be on beginning a little before 6 
They'll be on the air for a while. They'll stream for a while. They'll come back on the air for a while. So just kind of ride along with it, Brian and the gang as they start, get the basketball season started off tomorrow night. That's going to wrap it up. Thanks to Jake and all the crew. Uh, that's going to do it for All Sports Talk. Monty Hale in tomorrow. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.